0: Thanks very much for joining me, Michael. No worries. So, this episode is going to be the first one I've done with someone I know absolutely nothing about. Michael was recommended by someone on Instagram, which is awesome. If anyone's got any recommendations, please do send them through. You can find us on Instagram. So, Michael, who are you?
1: All right. (laughs) Um, So, I'm Michael Paik. Born and bred in Port Lincoln, um, 34 years of age, uh, I'll probably, I probably describe myself as a bit of a creator and innovator, um, slight, slightly maybe a bit of an educator as well, um, so I own a um, little surf brand in Port Lincoln called Sanjin Surf Company, um, I coach uh, women's football, um, work for Norwood Football Club as well on the EP running an education program. Pretty much about it.
0: <laughs> so the women's footy was actually part of the reason someone recommended you to me. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, okay. So um, got into that, I think it was 2020, I reckon. So yeah, um, sort of had a chat to one of my mates who was already playing in, in the Lincoln League, but it was sort of like a a side comp. So it wasn't really what I expected. They, they asked me to coach and um, yeah, yeah rolled out and I was, I was like, oh, okay, this is not like normal football, it's a bit of a kick and a catch, so um, but from there um, I saw massive potential and there was a few other um, other coaches as well that did want to see it expand into um, growing into um, club based and so you're wearing your club guernseys and you have a bit more support and all that around you and um, where you where we could make it a bigger comp as well with more girls on the field so they're actually learning proper football. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm the main instigator of it for sure. That would be completely wrong. But with my style, with our, my club, we're definitely a, a big pusher in it and trying to make it um, bigger and better. So, yeah.
0: I almost got called up to fill in for Marble Range <laughs> a few weeks ago, but thankfully I was in Melbourne at the time and... <laughs> Couldn't make it. Sorry, Emma. If you <laughs> I thought,
1: yeah, I thought she'd be all over it.
0: Yes, yep. She had me on the radio and then said, "Can we just put your name down? You know, just yep. in case." And I was like, oh. "I played footy in London. Oh, did you? Yeah, um, right." Before I came back here.
1: Yeah, but one of my players, her sister, plays over there. Oh, yeah. who for? Uh, I can't remember what team it was. To be honest, but
0: I was just going to say was it was our rival team, probably. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. That so? How's it been going?
1: Uh, yeah, really good. Yeah it's, um, yeah, it's progressed a lot quicker than what I thought. Um, last year it was uh, very much still sort of probably netball-based with girls stopping when they got the ball, but now they're sort of running through the ball a bit more. So, it's um, yeah, it's pretty competitive. Uh, it's, I, I feel a little bit bad for some of the girls that are starting out this year because the girls from last year are all over it, so they've... Um, yeah, really progressed quickly, so that it's probably been a bit of a shock to the new girls coming in. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic, it's, it's really growing well. So,
0: it is really hard to get out of that netball, yeah, because you're taught from when you're five to stop, yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. really yeah. hard to get and out same, of that. Habit.
1: Same thing with just the ground balls as well. So, um, and that's a big Norwood thing in SNFL and AFL W's, um, sort of getting those ground balls. And like this, I don't, I was saying it to my girls. Last night at training, that I don't think there's many other sports that females play that where you actually go down and, and pick the ball up off the ground um, yep. and have to protect yourself. So, yeah, big learning curve for all of them.
0: Yeah. So, you were born in Lincoln, grew up here?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I moved to Adelaide only, I think it only lasted like eight months or something. <laughs> um, yeah, so I moved there when I was, I can't remember how old it was, 20, something like that, 21 or something like that. So, um, yeah, just didn't like the, the fast pace of it over there and just so much, you're in your car for most of your days and, yeah. Um, and I was finishing my carpentry apprenticeship over there. But, um, yeah, it was a lot of travel and all that and I, so I decided to come back home and finish my apprenticeship down here and stayed here ever since again, so, yeah.
0: So what's the appeal for Air Peninsula broader terms but Port Lincoln in particular?
1: Yeah. Um, I haven't done a, a like extensive amount of travel, but um, when I have gone and travelled, you, you realise how good we've got it here still. Um, we've pretty much got everything. I've done the Great Ocean Road, and it's nearly identical, really. Um, probably was better because there's less people around. You pretty much get a beach to yourself. Um, but, you've, yeah, you've got a bit of everything. depends on what you're into, though. Like, I do like the outdoors and, um, and nature and all that, so it's, yeah, it's nice to be able to drive sort of ten minutes anywhere to to get to a place on your own or if you go a little bit further you get amazing beaches and and surf and fishing and all that sort of stuff. So yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean I came back from London to Woodna, so (laughs) I understand what you mean. Yeah, and
1: you got family, like it's and you got all your mates you grew up with, like it's yeah, we've all ended up drifting back here. There's some that have gone and explored and they've still come back. So
0: Yeah. Most of my friends now live if not on the Eyre Peninsula, back in the country, yeah, yeah, somewhere around yeah. the place. Um, not too many of them <laughs> left in the city.
1: Yeah, I, I just found the city. I think the the hardest thing for me was walking past someone and sort of smiling and going to say hello, and they got their headphones on or whatever, and don't even acknowledge that you're a person. And I think that's the, that was the hardest thing for me. I was like, this is crap. Yeah, might <laughs> <laughs> just be nice to each other. Like. <laughs>
0: So, what's your favourite thing about the local community here?
1: Um, oh, they are very supportive. I think, especially when you do get involved in in sporting clubs and all that sort of stuff. That's your that comes your family. Um, growing up here, I can sort of I know a fair majority of people, and if I don't know, I know someone else. So it's it's really easy to make friends and um, sort of connections with people, and and especially. If, my business as well, and, and for working for Nord as well, it's been really um, helpful to be able to connect with someone very quickly through um, someone else that you know or experiences. Um, so, yeah.
0: So, tell me a little bit about your business. I messaged you at a pretty inconvenient time a couple of weeks ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, we've had a, yeah, it's, it's all been go the last, uh, over the last month. So, uh, Sandy Surf Company, I. I Designed a little um, logo up uh, in school. It was, I think it was like 2002, so it's, it's been 20 <laughs> 20 years last year. Um, I was meant to have a big 20-year anniversary and had the shop reader open and all that, but then uh, just sort of ran out of time. Um, but yeah, registered that um, as a full-on brand um, in 2012 um, while I was over in Adelaide, and um, yeah, pretty much produce sandboards, surfboards, like handmade, mostly for, like, was focusing on uh, wooden surfboards because mm-hmm. that was a bit of a niche market. Then there's quite a few people know about them and making them now. But um, uh, what else? The clothing, so screen print on my own clothing. Um, yeah, there's lots of random work jobs and all, it's kind of expanded into all sorts of stuff. But um, And now uh, just in talks with uh, some Adelaide art companies and that to do some screen printing um, workshops and that um, with the Indigenous community down here. And, yeah, it's kind of cool. opened doors for all sorts of... It's, yeah, it's kind of turned into its own snowball-rolling beast, but...
0: So now um, you're just trying to keep up with everything?
1: Yeah, yeah, like I... Like it's... Until I get the shop front open, that's when I'll kind of know how hectic it's going to get. But at the moment, I'm still, like, sort of running it very casually. Like, I don't want to go, yeah, I'm kind of just enjoying it instead of it's not so much all about the money. It's, um, yeah, it's very much a work-life balance. So
0: So you're a surfer, I'm assuming?
1: (laughs) Uh, I wasn't. So I was always football. Um, And then... Yeah, so I definitely wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a great surfer. Um, I the reason I got into making surfboards was because uh, I actually wanted to pick up surfing, and I had a couple other mates that were starting to surf as well, and we're like, "All right, let's learn this. We should know it. We live in Port Lincoln. We've got some of the best waves in Australia. We should know how to surf." So, I started getting into it, but I always found I had the wrong size board or didn't really have a board. So, I love. Like, anything someone else can do, I have a crack at or, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'd send a design and make a board. So I designed and make, made a board, the first one, sort of as I was learning to surf. So it was pretty funny. I went out, um, we were up Greenley Way and took this wooden board, a hollow wooden board that I made out, like, a lot heavier than normal. Like, it's still pretty light, but a lot heavier than a normal surfboard. And um, had, like, square rails at the side of, like, completely... <laughs> Terrible shape, but actually surfed really quite good. Um, But I took that out. I nearly drowned twice. I was like, what am I doing? I nearly gave up. And I was like, this is horrible. So then I realised that, okay, I needed a bigger surfboard and went bigger and bigger. And now I pretty much just ride longboards and just enjoy it. And I'd actually sooner just be out there with people that don't know how to surf and teach them, um, than worry about big waves or get in the way of the people who actually do know how to surf. So, yeah, but I do enjoy it, yeah.
0: Yeah, we um, a group of friends and I learnt to surf when we were 12, so yeah. I tell people that I know how to surf. Yeah, surf, surf it, yeah. yeah. You, you stood up once. Especially, like, people overseas. Cause they oh, so do you surf? Like, cause you're Australian. I'm like, oh, I can surf, but, like, I don't surf. I'm you're, not a, a surfer. You just
1: say we've got so many waves in Woodburn. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: heaps of them. Yeah. yeah.
1: But even then, at least you can just shoot across to some well, of the best waves in Australia. Yeah. Not that far. So
0: well, it's- We've got a beach house at uh, Venus Bay, so complain, that's sort yeah. of west coast, yeah. Yeah. Again, no one in my family knows how to surf. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, well, well, my family, like my parents are both from um, Barossa region, so they definitely have never even tried yeah. surfing, so yeah, yeah. Had to pick it up for myself, but yeah.
0: I mean, at least you had to go. <laughs>
1: that's it, yeah.
0: Um. So one of the questions we've been asking on this podcast is talking to people about how they deal with stress. Yep. Obviously, the first episodes had a real farming flavour because that was a requirement of the grant funding. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: but sort of more in a more general sense, everyone, you know, has stress in their yep. life. How do you deal with that? Um,
1: that's a good question. I think it's just been through experiences. Um, when I was in Adelaide, I actually um, had quite high anxiety over there um just with the the company i was working for it's just a lot more um focus on money and getting the job done quickly and uh we were only it was basically myself as a fourth year and a second year apprentice and we were basically left to do our thing and the second year apprentice to his credit was amazing like he probably knew a hell of a lot more than i did and um yeah, it was just an uncomfortable situation for me, plus getting up and driving and then playing football down a completely other end of town. It was just, yeah, a bit overwhelming. Um, So I moved back here, so that was one way to deal with it, was to get back where I was comfortable. Um, I don't like to go backwards in life, but that was something I needed to do for me to actually go forwards again. So, um, but even with uh, jobs, I, I sort of, stayed in jobs for like five to seven years and then realised that I either can't progress or I've just had enough and so I'll move on to something new and sort of like they say, the cliche of a change is as good as a holiday and it really is. Um, But also I think um, just from working at a a school as well and working with younger people, you see the stress and all that sort of stuff um, nowadays that goes through and um, I think the more that you can help others makes you realise that um, there is and see what other people are going through that there's worse off than you. Um, and I just basically just try to take each day as it comes and um, what hasn't killed me is made stronger <laughs> type set up. Um, and that was exactly what you're saying, our business like businesses along there, um, where we located, got broken into the other week and then next door got broken into again and it, you just... Yeah, I'm a big advocate for resilience and um, trying to push through, um, yeah.
0: Obviously things that are outside of your control. Yeah, <laughs> and, just yeah and that's Bad luck. Yeah,
1: there's, there's nothing you can do about it. Um, like I said, I've, I haven't experienced everything, but I've experienced enough to go, all right, you can get through it and, and just keep moving forward, so yeah. Um,
0: and last question here. What would you like to see in your community going forward? That could be we've had answers like young people <laughs> um yeah, or you know, and more events around arts and culture there's been yeah. you know a range of different um answers to that question, but
1: yeah, for sure, um I think there is quite a few um up and coming businesses at the moment. Uh, It seems to be that's a bit of a trend around Australia at the moment. Everyone's sort of starting a clothing line or something like that. I don't know how many people each week are like, oh, I'm starting a clothing brand. Can you give me some tips? And I'm like, yeah, it'll take you 20 years and it's (laughs) bloody hard work. That's why I screen print myself. But um, yeah, there's there's all these little coffee shops and distilleries and breweries starting to pop up in Lincoln, which is really good. yeah, I think that's where council has to support that as much as they can. It's really cool what they're doing down the front um, there for the youth to be able to have something to do. Um, I think, yeah, looking at the sporting codes, volunteers and and just people in general staying in sport or getting involved in sport, um, that is what's kept these small country towns alive and it seems to be they're starting to dwindle a bit, which is um, a bit sad to see. Um but, yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, any of these sort of events, but, it, it again, it takes people volunteering their time to do it, and there's just not enough of that. People need to give back. Instead.
0: Always the same people. It is, yeah. People get burnt
1: out, and um, I'm very conscious of burning out, um, and so start having to say no to things where you normally will, which, which is a bit of a shame, but, yeah, need more people to step up.
0: <laughs> yep. We saw that on the weekend in Woodna. <laughs> um <Nothing> there? <laughs> one of the cricket grand final was on at the same time oh. and I grabbed one of the captains yep. that had won to have a bit of a chat yep. and he made the point that we need more cricketers because yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. clubs have joined or getting smaller yeah. and yep. I think they only managed about three B-grade games yeah. across the yeah,
1: okay. season. Yeah, that's um,
0: Which, yeah... Is not ideal.
1: Yeah, yeah, and obviously uh, technology and all that's sort of changing how people see things, and and the same is with the farmers and that. There's obviously machinery and technology taking over jobs, and farms are getting bigger and less people needed. Yep. So it's just um, communities are getting a bit smaller. Yeah, So yeah,
0: understandable why Limmy said he would like to see more young people. Yeah. <laughs> in the
1: <winter>. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and, and how you attract that I'm not sure like you said whether you have more things to do or whatever but um, yeah it's a, it's a tough one
0: yes it is alright well thank you very much for joining me
1: very welcome